Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. It's been two weeks again. Once again, we're here, just ready to hang out and talk some shit. You know how it goes. You know, just enjoying life as best we can here in these unpredictable times. Who knows, right? We're here to have fun, I guess. Try to have a good time. I recently, just the one thing I did earlier this week, uh, I actually watched an old movie I haven't seen God knows how long. And that was The Three Musketeers, the Disney version, which made me kind of laugh because it was a Disney movie with Charlie Sheen in it. Like, yeah, I didn't think that that existed. That's a world we live in where Charlie Sheen was in a Disney movie. You know, it's hard to believe that now, looking at who he is as a person now. But, yeah, he was in a Disney movie. You know, it was that movie is pretty good. Also, it made me start thinking about uh, the way, like, the Musketeers dress. Now, the, the Musketeers are the guards for the French king, right? They got to make sure they keep the French king totally safe, right? Now, I'm going to show you what they look like in the movie. And what's it's funny cuz like you got to keep um you got to keep the, you know, 100, right? You got to make them kind of look like what they look like. And this is what they look like, right? Here's Charlie Sheen right here. Looking all stoic and whatnot. I like how they, they, they tried to make them each look somewhat rugged and badass for the movie, right? Because if you look at how the rest of the musketeers are dressed, they're, they're not very intimidating, guys. The musketeers, like, I don't know what it was about that period in French culture and bodyguards, but uh, apparently if you wanted to be a badass, your flair had to just match and look like a peacock, right? Now, in this photo, too, that I found, they didn't wear, have them wearing the hats, and I'm assuming that's because for this promo photo, they were like, yeah, no, these hats are not cool. The hats are got to go. Everybody take off the hat. Long flowing hair. That's right. Fabio is in right now. We'll just have them shoot the long flowing hair. This could be a romance novel cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. You got, this is exactly what you're after. This is going to be the best romantic novel cover of all time. Also, as I always found interesting in this movie is who wore gloves and who didn't. Wearing a glove while you're sword fighting seems like it might be a bad thing. I don't know. I guess if, it, and especially not a gauntlet. Like these are just leather gloves. Doesn't seem very practical. But they definitely didn't want them wearing the hats in this promo photo, right? So this is what the typical musketeer outfit looked like, right? Uh, yeah, every one of these guys has half of a peacock on their head. What? Wh how are you going to defend the king well, from an attack when you just got feathers flying out of you? You look like a chicken coop while you're swinging your sword. Just feathers flying everywhere. <laughs> you can't do anything. I don't understand why all these guys have giant feathers in their hats. Like, what purpose does it have? Like, I get why royal people have the feathers in their head. That's a status thing. But I don't know why your guards would because you'd want them to be efficient and more in you know, not have to worry about the weight. Because it's, it's all on one side of the hat, too. Like this, this dude right here in the middle, his hat. This dude right here, yeah, I'm circling it. It's all on this one side right here. That's weighing his hat down. It's tilting. That's why his head's off center. See, if he had to shoot like a, a gun right now, a rifle, he's going to be tilted one way. He's going to miss. 
He's got no precision because he's tilted. He's got a crooked neck because of as heavy his hat is. That's how heavy his hat is. He can't even properly shoot. So why are they making these guys wear these giant hats, man? The only thing I can think of is because maybe they are like the police for the French back then, and they had to have their uh, quills ready. And that was where they had their quills. That's just they just pick one of those, and bam, you write a ticket. Um, we would, m- most of the time back then, it was a ticket to the guillotine. So you just go straight to death. That's what it, that was. You know, I just did it. The f- and there was all no uniformity to it. Like, they all wear different hats. So there's, like, not one, like, measured like the symbol like it was a symbol of this is where you were in the hierarchy of musketeers like why don't like they're just all wearing different fancier hats it became like a contest my guess this is the only thing i think of because dueling was the big deal right as a musketeer people challenge you all the time you're like oh i'm gonna take on the royal guards man i'm gonna take down the royal guards so the way in you, some people take swords, some people you know you know cut off fingers, some people go Van Gogh, take an ear or two, right? Not the musketeers. I think when they won battles, they just took feathers out of people's hats, right? They just kill a guy, boom, put a feather there. And that's was their version of peacock, and that's why their feathers are so big. They're just murdering people in duels, showing them what's up. Like this dude right here, he has. This guy right here, the most dual wins of all time. He's just got all of this. There's so much flair. That's why this guy's a little upset, too. He's, he's like, he only wins because he's not off balance. Like, that goes all the way around. He hasn't killed enough people to even out the other side of his hat yet. Otherwise, he'd be fine. This guy's neck straight up to perfect posture and everything because he hasn't killed anybody. He's too scared to duel. He's the coward of these four. Got it? All right? That's what this guy's doing. And then this guy, I don't know. Like, I think he just has a really strong neck muscles on that one side because he's got a heavy thing right there. But then you see these musketeers, none of them, none of them wearing a hat because they knew that it's ineffective. And that's why they saved the king at the end of the movie because wearing those dumb hats held them back. And they knew this. Except this guy, he wore a bandana. He was like, hell yeah, I'm still wearing some head flare. I just can't believe that the head flare was, like, the big thing for these guys, right? Like, that's what they always want. And we've always, like, associated things that people are wearing with if you're a badass in combat or not. Like, if you see, like, a biker gang, right? If you see them wearing, like, leather and skull with skulls on it and stuff, you think that's a bad dude. You think that's a bad motherfucker. And that's what you associate that with, right? You but back in the day, apparently, skulls weren't that intimidating. You were just a witch doctor. And you're like, get the fuck out of here, witch doctor. But if you had boas on your hat, just wrapped around, you were the baddest motherfucker in town. You had all them bird feathers. You you were the baddest dude in town. I actually found this thing that breaks down the musketeer like uh, uniform. And I thought this would be kind of interesting because I wanted to know about the hat. So I'm going to zoom in right here. Uh... Let's see what the hat says. It says, a hat. Musketeers started off the West wearing simple, omate hats. But by the early 19th century, uh, these evolved into metal hats. They did remain decorative, though, uh, often with large feathers plumped attached. Wait, so they became metal hats? Oh, I have to see the metal ones now, dude. Hell yeah, let's check out the metal Metal musketeer hat. Musketeer hat. 
that's what I want to see. Metal Musketeer hat. Oh, I, I just I put Metal Musketeer. The Metal Musketeer. He's coming from the past to fuck your shit up. Now let's see here. Like uh, well here. Why don't I just type Musketeer armor? That Musketeer armor. Maybe that'll give me what we're after here. Musketeer armor. There we go. Give me that. But I want to see it decorated. That's what I want to see. I want to see a metal decorated hat. Or maybe it didn't. I think they didn't really give me anything, huh? Maybe they were just a metal hat. I don't know. They just <laughs> they just painted it. Like put feathers on it. This is the first NASCAR. <laughs> the helmet is painting sponsors on it. Brought to you by Jillian's Mead. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so they wore that. Let's see what else we got going on here. The tunic, uh, considerably more elaborate than uh, standard infantry musketeers tunics, and later, and in later periods, uh, formed many over armored protection. Okay, so they wore that. Da da da. Sword boots. Okay, everything else is uh, musketeer origins. Um, unlike the musketeers of Madison. Duro, the royal household of France, who were founded in 1622 during the regime of uh, Louis the Thirteenth. Uh, musketeers had already been operating across other sides of the world in China since the 14th century. Indeed, uh, through the Ming Dynasty, which was 1368 to 1644, no national army was complete without multiple musketeer divisions with soldiers armed with the march locked musket uh surviving texts indicate that these musketeers fired in line uh and typically from the knee position this developed of the concept of musketeers in china stems from their invasion and mastery of gunpowder with the mus uh musket revolution oh, okay so oh you know i never put that together the musketeers were just masters at using a musket that's why they got their name this makes so much sense now <laughs> i never put that together and don't any of you act like you thought that most of you just think musketeers and you think of swords you think of you think of these guys right here you think of these guys right here with their long flowing hair god damn i have to know if that's really charlie sheen's hair though because if that's really his hair why did he ever get short hair like he had long flowing gorgeous hair that is fantastic Man, drugs really do ruin everything. Ruin that great hair. Even even right there, like, you know Charlie Sheen is a creep in, uh, now and probably maybe was a little bit back then. But that goatee suits him somehow. He doesn't even seem creepy. He just seems mysterious and looming. Like, he's just like, hmm, yes. And also, I like how he plays a guy who's really into God in this movie, but he's also kind of an adulterer. He's all about it, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was in, uh, I watched that movie. What with all the musketeers, and then next thing you know, I was watching uh, Battle Los Angeles or like Battlefield Los Angeles or something. Basically, aliens come down and try to, and they're taking over the whole world. And then this is just the one battleground within uh, Los Angeles. That movie gets crazy real fast. Yeah, this is the only thing I have a problem with some war movies, right? And I was telling my girlfriend this. 
is okay i get it like once once the battle starts having a little bit of shake in the camera makes sense you're trying to create a mood that there's explosions you're feeling the explosion your eyes are kind of thing it's trying to take you there right but do you need to have shaky cam when it's the setup dialogue showing all the different characters throughout the movie? Does it need to look like somebody, one of your, your geriatric grandfather is holding the camera trying to get you opening presents? Do you need to have all this? This is what it looks like, guys. I'm, I'm moving my camera. If you're watching this on YouTube, you, this is what this this is what it looks like, right? Okay, not that a little subtle, a little like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is what it's like. Watching one of those movies at the beginning when there's no action. Then once there's action, it makes sense. See, isn't this annoying? Makes you want to turn off the YouTube video, doesn't it? I bet. But, you know, instead they decide they just have to shake up the camera. We gotta do it, guys. We gotta shake the shit out of this camera. And you gotta make sure that we just get everything going. You can't, we get, you, it's an intense meeting with your superior officer. Shake the camera. Oh, you're dispatching from the military and trying to get it, and you don't want to want to pull and be a Marine. Hoorah. Okay, fine. Shaky camera. It's intense. You're going to a bridal shop to do flower shopping with your bride-to-be and one of your uh, comrades. And you're standing there, and he's giving you shit. It's got to be a shaky camera. She comes up and says it'll be an additional $300 for your flower arrangement. Shaky cam because that's shaking the foundation of your world. We don't need it there, okay? There is no need for shaky cam there. You know what would be really funny? I'm just going to make a movie where it's just shaky cam the entire time there isn't explosions. And then when there are explosions, it's just still... Still shot. Still as this is right now. As me looking at you right now, doing watching the, me filming this podcast. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to just be steady aim shots. <laughs> Even like my, my uh, gunshot things. So it'll be like perfect. It'll, you'll never see the scope move. The mother, the mother It'll never like be floating around. You know how like Call of Duty, if you play the game, like if you don't hold your breath, your, your sight moves a little bit. It won't even do that. Like the camera's going to be that still. Just bam. No movement. And that, that's how I'll shoot all the battle scenes. And you'll be like, what the fuck? This is awful. Why did he do that? And I'll be like, because you all needed to know. You all needed to know. This is what it's like on the opposite end when they do shaky cam for things that don't deserve shaky cam. Stop with the shaky cam. I apologize. I got off a little bit on the deep end there. That's okay. I'm not... I'm, well, everybody's a little stressed these days, you know. We're 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 all a little stressed. I'm overthinking it a little bit. I know I am, because it's just a movie, and I should just be enjoying it. And I did enjoy it. It was an interesting flick, you know. But uh, I I did I did tend to overthink a couple of things that were happening, and then because when it comes to alien invasion and stuff, I overthink things. And you know, I need to find my way to stop overthinking things, which is why I now have this. This is the thing we're going to talk about today. I hope I have this recording. I think I do. Here we go. It's nine things you can do to stop overthinking what the things you said last week. Yeah, you know, just get over everything you ever said. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't need to worry about what you said last week. That is in the past, unless it's written on Twitter. Then it's fucking forever. <laughs> stays there forever so what can you do guys to forget about what you said last week because it's not among our important that wasn't you that was the old you that you's dead this is a brand new you you probably have billions of new cells by then i just dropped the remote on the floor don't even care don't need it why is it right next to me 
I don't need a remote control right there. But let's take a look here. Uh, freeze for a sec, it says. Stop what you're doing. Close your eyes. Focus on your breath without changing it. It's Is it fast? Is it shallow? Then home, it, then home in the physical senses uh, like tight shoulders, knots, uh, says licensed therapist. Make sure you mention that. She is licensed. She's just not a therapist. <laughs> are you one of those <laughs> says therapist Kimberly Wilson Kimberly Wilson just a therapist not a licensed therapist just a therapist she is a uh, home water birth therapist <laughs> that's not a licensed therapist <laughs> as thoughts you feel pop up try to see them objectively like you're watching them on a movie screen oh so you gotta visualize your anger and stuff like that that's when you gotta you gotta basically visualize your emotions guys you know you gotta you gotta see them exactly how you see them in that movie uh fuck what's that movie that pixar movie where they're like they got all the the emotions in it and shit like that and they're talking about memory and stuff still haven't seen that disney pixar movie i only know that movie from memes that's all i know it from but that's what you got to use you got to imagine it like that I, I, do you imagine if, like, you just started overthinking something and you're just in a meeting, you're overthinking it, you're just in a big, giant conference room with all your em fellow employees, and then all of a sudden you're just kind of starting to overthink, and you go, wait, I need to freeze and think about it, and you just close your eyes in the middle of the meeting, and just, <laughs> yep, fast, fast, okay, I need to slow that down, I'm feeling anxiety, and, uh, and everybody's around you is like, what's happening to him? Why is Tim having a fucking mental breakdown? We All we did was ask what everybody did this weekend. <laughs> We're not even to the business side of things yet. Tim's just freaking out about his personal life. I don't think he's very stable. We need to get him on a vacation ASAP. But that's not going to help him. Let's see here. Use positive affirmation. If your mind keeps circling back to whatever you're overthinking, choose an encouraging mantra. Ah, uh, so you just like do short meditation real quick. Just bam, bam, bam. You the best. You the best. I I like to do uh, my mantra personally is DJ Callen's, uh Just like I just imagine him yelling, "We the best." Because I'd love for him to be my tag team partner in something. And why not just me being happy? That's what DJ Callen's there for me. So anytime I'm just not doing well, I just close my eyes. And make sure my breath has calmed down, you know. Just. That's how I breathe out to relax. <laughs> that's how i've calmed down just breathe just like that and i'm just like we the best we the best i got caught in the bathroom one time yelling we the best and everybody and that's weird because now you're just by yourself yelling we the best and that's just creepy because now it sounds like you got multiple personalities and guess what one more multiple personalities is goddamn dj Khaled. that's right you know what the fuck's up. Okay, fight back those negative thoughts. Uh, when you take a deep breath and the mantra aren't enough, Wilson suggests uh, arguing against the stress why thoughts uh, trapped in your brain. Uh, ask yourself, do you really know beyond the reasonable doubt that that's that I'm not going to get a raise because of that typo? Answer, nope. Whoa. 
that wow i can't dude if you're i i have problems with my self-esteem i would say sometimes and i also have problems when it comes to this type of stuff but if i had the goddamn like if i thought i wasn't gonna get a raise because of a typo there's some underlying deep rooted issues there now to that being said i have have see i picked up a pen here to make a point here i have made many typos when like using ims and stuff at work to, to people and i always feel so stupid i did this the other day and i feel like a goddamn moron because it's not professional <laughs> and i shouldn't be doing this in the workplace but i was like writing my boss and uh, trying to convey to her what was happening with the situation and trying to let her know what the cause of it was and i was in well, i said like because this is what because uh, this in the system is because uh, of this right like it was just because of this and i spelled because c-u-z i didn't put cause you know like c-a-u-s-e like you should, I put cuz, <laughs> C-U-Z, I use that in a work-related space, guys, now, and I've ripped people on this very podcast about using the words like dank in IM services, and like word, you know, actually word's not that bad, I would use a word, but like, you you definitely can't use dank, I, I ripped one dude for that on this po- very podcast about that, you can't say dank, like even if you're just saying danks, like if you put D A N K S, like as in thanks, but with a D for some reason, like you're just being trying to be cute, you can't even do that because you can't put dank in a company email that is tracked. Okay, you can't put dank. Now you guess what? You're subject to a drug test. That's just what's gonna happen. I don't know. Uh, distract yourself uh, when all you else fails. Shift your focus to something other than what's going on in your brain. <laughs> Yet again, you're just in a meeting, just like panicking. You don't like what's going on. And you start like wandering. You're like, I wonder if the eels will spread the cover the spread this week. You know, I mean, what we got? Hey, Steve, uh, we really need you to come out. Uh, I'm just, just close your <laughs> you know, you're trying to distract yourself and then you don't know what's going on in your meeting. You got to stay present, bruh. You got to stay present. Don't scroll through Instagram before. Oh, wait. Do not scroll through Instagram before getting out of bed. Give your mind at least a few minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. The old technology thing. We've talked about that so many times. Go do something in nature. Yeah, you can go do that, and then you might be walking around having a good time, and then all of a sudden a hailstorm comes out, and you start getting pummeled by fucking balls of ice. Just balls of ice just fucking smoking you, dude. Yeah, that might have happened to me earlier today. You'll have to listen to Who Gives F to find out more about that. I don't know. Let's say do a digital detox. Yep, uh, that's just good advice. Everybody should do that. Do something. Seriously, anything physical every day. Yeah. Uh, try to whole. Try the whole meditation thing. I like how they're just like, yeah, just fucking you know do the thing. The meditation. Just fucking do. It. I don't know, man. You know, you just gotta get out of your headspace. Dude. Yeah. It's tough when you overthink things. I get it. I've been there. Uh but you know, we all just we all just want to be a little smarter. We all want to do a little better, right? But we just don't have the time to read. Nobody has time to read books and get knowledge. So, but for some reason we all have two hours and thirty minutes to watch multiple movies. So 
I found this thing that said, here are eight movies to increase your IQ. That's right. Uh, number five will test how smart I am. Hmm, that's interesting. Let's find out what movies, guys, because we all know this is too easy. Inside Out, that was that movie I was talking about earlier, that Pixar film. So uh, this is number eight. This will apparently help you figure out that. Uh, let's see here. What is it? Uh, let, let's just skip all the, 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 we know what the movie's about. Uh, how to manage more difficult situations and to abandon their old assumptions about what kind of emotional states is best. Uh, additionally, Inside Out explores the way that memories are stored in the brain and how memories can be changed over time as you revisit them. Guess what? They change and you manipulate them to fit a narrative you want. Even though this is a kid's film, uh, there are all priceless le lessons that entrepreneurs should learn during the course of the uh, entrepreneurial journey. Okay, apparently it's just a, let's take a look here. Limitless. Let's see here. While there isn't such a drug, at least legally or at this level, Limitless is a pr will prime you to think smarter. That's right. You'll think because you're watching this movie and you were along for the ride and you figured it out before and you're like, I'm so goddamn smart. I don't even got a drug. I don't even need a drug to be this smart. I can outlast Bradley Cooper just, just right here. It's my normal noggin. That's right. All right, but, you know, uh, it's just the placebo effect of watching this movie that you think you can be smarter. It's like when I watch Sherlock Holmes. I'll tell you what. You watch any Sherlock Holmes film, especially ones like with um, Robert Downey Jr. and um, Benedict Cumberbatch. When you watch them play it and when you watch them break down and, like, try to over – when they're analyzing somebody to break down everything about them, they can tell their whole life story just by looking over a couple different things that they're wearing or tears in their clothing and stuff like that. It seems so simple, and you think you can fucking do that. <laughs> Dude, the amount of times if I watch the Sherlock series on uh, from the BBC, I, I just watch him do that. I'm like, I try to, for at least a week, I'm like looking super closely at people's like physical cues and all that kind of stuff. Just like, oh, they were down. They've been drinking. They can smell alcohol in their breath. <laughs> yeah, everybody has alcohol in their breath. Wait, it's after 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. People went out to happy hour. <laughs> they have a torn, <laughs> you have a torn, uh, sleeve right there. You must have uh, hopped a barbed wire fence to get here. <laughs> and like, just like, I try to do dumb things. Let me try to like break down um myself real fast. Here we go. I'm looking at myself. Here we go. Ah, uh, you're wearing a mil you're wearing a Miller High Life hat. Make sure you mean you're from the Midwest. You like that kind of beard. Mid and it's a Midwestern company. That is also wearing. I can also deduct that by the Menard shirt. Menards are heavily located in the Midwest. You also are afraid of your weight again and stuff like that. And you're afraid your neck is getting too fat. That's why you slit a car slit in the top of your <laughs> sweatshirt. Uh, you also feel very self-conscious about the gap in your teeth, which is why you grew out facial hair, to try to somewhat distract away from that gap in your teeth. <laughs> I don't know. You see, the only reason this doesn't work is because I'm just giving you insights to my own thing because I know why I'm a fucking crazy person. But that's what that reminds me of. Is like you can just like you just watch those films and you're like, I can fucking do that shit. I can do that shit. I can't wait till somebody watches this and breaks me down next time and I just start crying. Um, the imitation game. What's that? Uh, beside, uh, what is the imitation game? A film tells a story of a mathematical a Alan Turkin, a.k.a. the father of modern computing, 
Uh, oh, this is the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. That's right. I remember this. Uh, besides learning the history of turning uh, and how he led the groundwork in computer and artificial intelligence by inventing the universal machine, the imitation game also celebrates human ingenuity, encourages you to think big, and inspires you to think more about uh, turning in the machine and tests that bear his name. Okay, I get it. So, like, you, you watch this and you go, oh, man, he thought of that just by, like, sitting around thinking. Okay, Memento, that's number five. So, let's see here. Juggling between uh, nonlinear narratives can improve your attention uh, and imagine since it forces you to draw your own conclusion. But more importantly, Memento illustrates the importance of Memory tech, technology, tech, what? Memory tech. I don't know. I'm too dumb, guys. I don't even know. My brain won't let me. Will not allow me to read that word. I don't know. But okay, I don't even know if I know that movie. Christopher Nolan. I yeah, I don't know that movie at all. I don't know. Goodwill Hunting. Uh, if you can get past the um, goddamn Boston terrible Boston accents in this, maybe you can get past this. Uh, and, and learn something from it. I could only watch the first 15 minutes of it and said, well, I'm fucking out. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, the written uh, primer. I don't even want to talk about Goodwill Hunting, to be honest. Uh, primer, written, directed by Sharon. Uh, what is this? Uh, the film is like Memento. Nonlinear structure explores the. Okay. Okay, so that has the same message of Memento. Okay, whatever. Let's see here. Um. A Beautiful Mind. Is this the one? Which one is this? Uh, oh, yeah, it's this one. Okay. Uh, many. Well, how does it help us, though? Uh, that may sound confusing, but e economists have used this theory work out to work out how competing companies set their prices how the government should design auctions to squeeze the most from bidders and how to explain the sometimes self-defeating decisions that groups make. Uh, furthermore, the Nash equilibrium how helps uh, economists understand how decisions that are good for individuals can be terrible for the group. Well, no shit. I don't even know why you need an equa equation or anything to do, figure that out. No, most people are selfish, and then, like if you're trying to do better by yourself, it most of the time isn't going to help other people. Pie, what the fuck is it? Uh, the introduction of these themes, extremely interesting. I've, I found that the real takeaway from the movie is dangers. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'm bored with this article, guys. Yeah, I don't even know what pie is. What is this? Surrealist psychological. You see, you know what it is? All like these are supposed to make you smarter. These movies, and they're all movies. They're like intellectually highbrow movies, right? But nobody wants to watch these because they're fucking boring. You watch Goodwill Hunting because Matt Matt Damon is a Boston street tough, and they beat the shit out of each other. You really don't like. I don't know. I don't even care about it. Like, the only reason you watch that is because it's an unlikely person who's smart. That's why you like that movie. You're just like, oh my god, it's an underdog story. Not that because he's like super genius and he's going to change the world. You don't give a shit about that. At least I don't.
I really don't. But you know what I do give shit about? Punninggame.com. That's right, guys, where you can find this show. You find it every two weeks right there. And then you can find the video version of it, which is also available on YouTube at Comic Wade Taylor on YouTube. Check that out, guys. Hit subscribe. Go to that. Check out punninggame.com. We got the Punning Game shop. We got merch for this show and all the other shows. Check that out. We got all sorts of fun stuff going on up there, guys. We got content coming out weekly. Really enjoy you guys coming. Don't forget to rate and review these podcasts either, too, guys. We we love it. It helps us out. That's the only thing we really got going for us is you guys, who the few, the proud that do listen to these podcasts make us feel good and want to do this for you um i hope i entertained you guys helped you out a little bit get was a little bit of a distraction for the day i uh, appreciate you guys so uh check out all that stuff punninggame.com and i'll see you guys in two weeks and just remember intellectual movies are garbage <laughs> <laughs>